Oh, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 51, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all the major shows on WWE and AEW, let you know what's going on in each company, let you know if there's any worthwhile matches to go check out if you didn't have the time. I mean, there's so much wrestling nowadays, it's impossible to keep up with everything, but I'm able to keep up slightly with the WWE and AEW, so if you're falling behind, this is the guy, this is the podcast to stick around with. I'll keep you updated with what's going on in AEW and WWE on a weekly basis, so... Before we get into Monday Night Raw this week, I gotta do a sad opening to the podcast. Uh, Rest in peace to the legendary bushwhacker Butch Miller passes away this week. And uh, man, I'll always remember, I don't know if he was the one in particular that got eliminated in like two or three seconds in the Royal Rumble, but that legendary arm-swinging motion that they did as the Bushwhackers. I love that stuff. They're way before my time, but I've seen tons of footage. So, yeah, that is very unfortunate. And I guess speaking of unfortunate, we should... um, We'll talk about this. So, we'll get into Monday Night Raw, and we'll talk about the, the selling of the WWE. So... WWE is recently, just after WrestleMania, just drop a bombshell. They have sold the WWE for like almost $10 billion. And just a little side note, that's insane. I mean, Vince McMahon purchased the WWF or whichever it was way back in the 80s or probably maybe earlier. I think he bought it off his dad. He bought he bought it for $1 million back then, which is roughly $3, $4 million today. And he just sold it for $9.7 or $8 billion. So, I mean, say what you will about Vince McMahon. I understand all the things, but damn, dude, good job in turning that business. Uh, what a deal. <laughs> I, I, I am a fan of a, of a hell of a deal. I like, I like a good deal. And my, that my friend is a, that's a hell of a deal right there. So what does that mean? The WWE getting sold, they're going to be under the same umbrella as the UFC. So I don't know what this means just yet. It's too early to say what this necessarily means, but, uh, there may be a potential that maybe we see, I'm not I'm not confirming any any of this but maybe we see WWE wrestlers making appearances at UFC shows to maybe add in more eyes or build more storyline during a UFC show. I mean, we've seen something like this a long time ago. I remember Brock Lesnar when he was in the UFC had a little bit of a an eye contact situation with the Undertaker who was watching in the crowd and he was like, you won't do this. And then Brock Lesnar just like walked by him. And yeah, that was apparently like trying to start a beef with uh, Brock Lesnar for an Undertaker, uh, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania. So they've done this before. So maybe we're going to start seeing more of this possibilities that uh, we could see some UFC fighters come to the WWE in in more fashion I and mean, we we have Ronda Rousey over here right now we have Shayna Baszler and there were some others that came from MMA backgrounds you have Bobby Lashley who I don't tons of wrestlers you know what I mean anyway we might actually see some bigger names coming over to the WWE as well I mean we've seen Kane Velasquez he had a kind of a cameo didn't didn't work out very good but what if a Conor McGregor decides to throw his hat into the WWE? What that would be something really cool. So maybe we start seeing some guys walking away from their UFC contracts for maybe a better deal in the WWE. I mean, I don't know 
how much necessarily UFC fighters are making. I know they don't get paid very much. Uh, I know that WWE wrestlers varying on how uh, how popular, how much revenue you bring in. Everyone gets paid a little bit differently. But I feel like uh, WWE people make more money. I feel like that's safe to say. But it's also a much more vicious traveling schedule. You're traveling all over the place. UFC fighters, they only have to fight, I can't tell you how many times, but they're not fighting anywhere near as much as as the wrestlers are fighting anyway, but very interesting, uh, I didn't really see that coming, I know it's been in the works for a very long time, rumors swirling around that the WWE was about to be sold, and I don't know, that was years ago now that I first heard about that, and just finally, boom, there it is, right after WrestleMania, a fairly hot and cold WrestleMania, I'd say overall, now that the dust has settled, I feel like... Uh, overall, night one was a big success. I really enjoyed night one. Night two, less so. Uh, obviously, we didn't get what we wanted. Uh, you can go check out my full review on the whole entire weekend. Stand and Deliver NXT and night one and two of WrestleMania. You can go back and listen to that review and get my full thoughts on it. I thought it was alright. Some people think it was one of the better ones of all time. I'm not going to go that far, but it definitely was not bad. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a really good time. If you're a fan of wrestling, you probably enjoyed it, and you're probably a little bit upset with some of the stuff. So, with that being said, that the WWE has now been uh, purchased by another company, and now it's coming out. Now, I will say again, I don't look into the dirt sheets very much. I don't like looking into that stuff. Um, reasons, I mean, a lot of it is untrue. I mostly like to keep an eye out for just injuries, like to know if someone's hurt. Uh, what, sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't seen that guy in a while. And I'll look it up and be like, oh, shit, he's hurt. You don't hear about that really on WWE TV. They don't really announce that too often, unless it's storyline related. Anyway, um, but yeah, with WrestleMania being such a big weekend, it was kind of hard to avoid that stuff. So I heard a thing or two and like, yeah, Vince McMahon sounds like he's back in a creative role again with Triple H. And um, yeah, it's never good. It's very noticeable <clears throat> when Vince McMahon is is back there and, and pulling the strings and, and leading creativity. And, and he has the final say. Like they can have all these fantastic, amazing ideas, all this talent in front of them, and they have all these great things they want to do, but if Vince McMahon says no, then it's no. So, uh, yeah, that has a lot of people worried about L.A. Knight. There was a lot of worry about Bray Wyatt's future in the company. Uh, definitely heard a lot about Bobby Lashley being upset after the weekend. So, yeah, it was a big weekend, and um, I was quite, um, I, I myself, longtime fan of wrestling, not happy to hear that Vince McMahon is back there uh, pulling strings. I mean, it was so noticeably better the product when he left and let let people let it let new people take over and let it be like stop where mcmahon is so far and away from uh, society he's just a he's a weird dude man okay it's, there's i mean you, you see a picture of this guy he has he looks like a criminal now i mean straight up he's just i mean he kind of is a criminal in a way numerous ways well i won't get into that that stuff but he really just looks like a criminal now or he looks like a guy that owns an Italian, like, pro, uh, high supercars, stuff like that. Anyway, he looks like he owns a Lamborghini now with his little pencil mustache, terrible hair dye. I mean, woof, he looks terrible. I barely recognized him. But we'll see how this goes forward. So, without further ado, let's get into the weekly recap. We'll start with Monday Night Raw. And before I watched Monday Night Raw, there was a, I saw a couple things online that, yeah, people were upset. Because they are like, oh, it's noticeable that Vince McMahon is back. I was like, oh, dear. And um, let's see. Let's see. Monday Night Raw, 
the big Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, known to be almost pay-per-view quality, like big shit tends to go down on the Monday night after WrestleMania, sometimes big returns, we got just a lot of shit can go down, man, uh, debuts, so let's see how they do Monday Night Raw, they're still in Los Angeles, they're not in the 80,000 people arena anymore they're back in just a regular arena the the crypto.com arena just the best name in all of arena regardless that's where they are triple h comes out to thank everybody for a great weekend and a special thanks to Stu the cameraman and we got a great Stu chant from the crowd right there that was awesome okay so that's a thumbs up great job for Stu. i get nervous when i see triple h coming out i get very nervous when i see brass coming out because um they're usually out here to calm everybody down from, or putting out some fires, per se. So they sold the company. Triple H slightly talks about it. So he says the WWE ain't going anywhere, meaning that, you know, they're not going to sell the company. They're not moving. Their WWE isn't going anywhere. It may be under new ownership, but the product remains the same. I've heard this numerous times before in the past, but we'll see where it goes. So Roman Reigns gets brought out to the ring. The crowd is very upset by this because, well, he won at WrestleMania and nobody wanted that. And uh, he allows the Hollywood crowd to acknowledge him and this summons Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, he is very disappointed, just like all of us, that he is not the champion. So he'd like a rematch, please and thank you. Paul Heyman doing the Paul Heyman thing says, Oh, Cody, when would you like that match, good sir? Cody says, how about tonight? You know, all badass and stuff. And Paul Heyman's just like, no. Are you crazy? Yeah, do you mind? Like, no. So, I mean, it's good. I love Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes when they're going at it with each other. Really good stuff. Uh, Paul asks, we did that. Cody will settle for a tag team match. How's that sound? We'll, we'll sell. I mean, that's really setting. That's going way, way a step down. But all right, Cody, not the best haggler. Paul Heyman accepts this, but it has to be someone who wrestled at WrestleMania, and that person, if they lose, won't ever get a shot at a title ever again. I mean, now that's how you fucking haggle a deal right there. Paul Heyman! Anyway, uh, there is someone, though, who, who does fit this model and is good with this. It is Brock Lesnar. Cody and Brock have a big old bro hug. They're like really really happy to see each other i'm a little bit surprised by all this and the bloodline retreat they're out of here solid opening segment i mean cody and paul like i said i love those two when they go at it on the microphone with each other it was good it was an all right segment not the not the best not like i've kind of had my hopes up for a little bit more than that for the big old monday night raw after wrestlemania but it was inoffensive oh jeez now we oh this is offending we got almost versus mvp or no, not versus MVP. That would be fantastic. He is with MVP versus Elias. So almost, I mean, having the opening match on night two at WrestleMania, I knew it was going to be bad. It was, I mean, it was not a WrestleMania caliber match whatsoever, but I mean, some people kind of dug it, I guess. I, not, not me, no fuego. I did not like it. Now, back to the match. We've got Choke Bomb, almost wins, bad. It, it was just a bad match. I mean, crowd was dead silent. It was boring. Thumbs down. We got Usos. They show up looking for Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman tells them he's busy, but to go to the jet for sushi or just do whatever the fuck you want. They leave. Alrighty. 
We got Bad Bunny. He will be, they announced that he will be the host of Backlash in Puerto Rico. So I'm, I'm more uh, excited for them to go to Puerto Rico. That is going to be really awesome. They rarely go over there. I don't know if they've been to Puerto Rico at all, but I know, I feel like they've been to Brazil. And whenever they go somewhere that isn't America, it's a really, it's, it's special. It's really fun for the most part. It's a lively crowd. So I'm looking forward to this. And Bad Bunny, he is a mega super ultra star over there. I don't know him a lot. I've heard some of his music. It's fine. Not for me, really, but that's a cool announcement. That's pretty cool. We got Rey Mysterio now. He comes out. Rey Mysterio, he's super happy because he had a great weekend. You know, he beat the shit out of his son at WrestleMania. So Austin Theory decides he's going to ruin this. He wants to add Rey Mysterio to his collection of defeated legends because he defeated John Cena. So they have a match about it. It's Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Got a nice spin-out powerbomb for Theory. Well done. And uh, this is going to be interesting for the for the future of Austin Theory. A little side note here. Uh, Theory was a big McMahon guy uh, before McMahon took his leave there. And now that he's back, maybe we're going to see a bigger push for Austin Theory again. Maybe is that why he won uh, against John Cena at WrestleMania? Did Vince McMahon have something to do with that? I don't know. I'm just speculating. Back to the match. Uh, Ray is, uh, sorry, uh, Dom and Judgment Day, they run down to distract Ray Mysterio. He goes for the 619, but it is caught by Austin Theory. He hits an A-Town down for the solid W, and it it was a solid match. It was fine. Mostly, I just like Ray Mysterio a lot. I'm always going to be satisfied with a Ray Mysterio match. Dom comes in, he locks eyes with Bad Bunny. Oh boy. Damien attacks Bad Bunny, choke slams him through the announce table. And I, re- I, re- I will repeat Bad Bunny is not a wrestler, he is a musician. But goddamn, did he ever take a hell of a good bump right there through the table? Well done. Uh, we get a couple little kicks to, to uh, Rey Mysterio, and then Judgment Day bounce. Uh, looks like they are setting up Dom Mysterio and maybe Damien versus Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny at Backlash. Makes sense to me. I mean, I don't, I don't, rec- I don't know if uh, Damien Priest is from Puerto Rico, but he's from the area, I think. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense for me. Probably going to do the tag team right there, and that is a good way to continue onward with the Dom Mysterio and Rey Mysterio feud because I ain't done with that shit yet. No way. We're, we got to get Dom with a victory at some point here, and if we got to go through Bad Bunny to get it, fine. I'm fine with this. It's okay. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They come out now. They want to celebrate with a fight, so they... They had their big WrestleMania one uh, night one main event spot, and they won. So they're out here. They're celebrating. They got their tag team belts. Crowd's going banana. They want to celebrate. They want to do it the Kevin Owens way by fighting. So who's going to come out? It's the Street Profits. Very interesting. So we got two very much so babyface tag teams right here. Crowd loves both of these guys both of these teams so we have this match we get a nice rolling power bomb off of the top rope by Sami Zayn, and then a great dive from ford stupid height and he sticks the landing i mean oh my goodness dude like montez ford just mm, goddamn that's a thumbs up i'll give you a thumbs up kevin owens hits the stunner and a haluva kick from Sami Zayn pins and wins i mean you saw it coming a mile away these guys they're gonna be on a bit of a hot streak right now kevin owens and Sami Zayn. Nobody's going to be beating them on the night after WrestleMania. It was a solid, uh, excuse me, solid match. 
Honestly, you wanted it to be, was wanting a little bit more, but I guess considering they just came off of the big WrestleMania weekend, I'm, I guess I'm, I, it's hard to expect a banger of a match, but give it a couple weeks, let the bumps and bruises and the adrenaline settle down a little bit. I would like them to revisit Street Profits and Sammy Ke- Kevin Zania or whatever. We'll call, I don't know. Solid match. Seth Rollins comes out with his just ridiculous outfit. I don't, he's just, it's an outfit, like a suit, but it has a bunch of faces on it. I don't know whose face it is. It's not Seth Rollins. It's not mine. So I don't know who the fuck it could possibly be. Anyway, Seth Rollins stands in the ring. The crowd sings his fucking song and he leaves. What the fuck was that? Like, again, I mean, I get it. The the singing of the song, the oh, 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 it's over as fuck. Crowd, every crowd does it. I just... They're going to burn it out fast, because now they just got the dude coming out here, doesn't say a word, just wiggles his finger. They It went on for way too long. It was like seven minutes of just silent, just standing there, doing the chant over and over and over again. This is what WWE does best. When they have something that's good, they're going to burn it out in about two weeks. So we'll see how it does. I mean, the crowd loves it right now, but I don't like the way that Seth is, Seth is doing this or... Who knows? I don't know who's telling them to do this. Just let them do it. Don't tell them to do it. The crowd's going to do it. They'll do it. Just let it come naturally. I didn't like this. Thumbs down. We got Bobby Lashley. He gets heated with Bronson Reed backstage. And then stupid positive Ali shows up, spits his positive baloney to the wrong guy. And he receives an ass kicking from Bobby Lashley in a quick squash match. So not much to say about that. Roman is pissed off. Brock Lesnar is here because, I mean, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, they've had a long history. Paul Heyman used to be with Brock Lesnar, now not so much. So there's a little bit of jealousy there. Whenever Brock comes around, Roman doesn't like it. So he's upset about that. Paul Heyman assures Roman that he loves him. Oh, Paul, so nice. We got Bianca Belair now. She is cutting a promo in the ring, giving respect to Asuka in their match at WrestleMania, saying that she gave her a good fight. And I agree, it was a good one. And then the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, interrupts, tells Bianca she didn't choose to fight her at WrestleMania. And she's lucky for that. So, interesting. I mean, I didn't feel at any point that Rhea was going to pick Bianca. It, it had to be Charlotte because of the feud and the rivalry and the, the history between them. So, I don't know, man. They say they will return to this at a later date. And I don't... Okay, what what was the point of that? I don't know. If they're setting up something for Survivor Series, that's in, like, fucking November, dude. So, could be planting a long-term seed here. I don't know. Really didn't add up to anything. And then just, like, Liv Morgan and Rodriguez, they come out and just kind of end this awkward little interaction here. So, I, I don't know what the fuck that was about. Thumbs down? I guess. Anyway, we have the number one contenders women's tag team match. So, the winner of this one will get a shot at the tag team titles. We got Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Damage Control. It is Raquel powerbombing Liv over the ropes onto Damage Control. Beautifully done right there. That is a fantastic tag team maneuver. I love it. Liv Morgan getting tossed. She's been reckless for like since ECW One Night Stand last year. So fits her model. Raquel's strong as fuck. So she's just humming people. I love it. It's a great, great spot. Well done. Thumbs up. Raquel slams Kai, Liv hits the Oblivion, pins and wins. I mean, not bad at all. Liv and Raquel starting to build some chemistry right here. Nice hot tag from Raquel. Short match. I wish it could have went on a little bit longer. It would have been good with that. But 
not bad. I mean, for a, another one of these thrown together randomly tag teams in Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, this one actually seems to be working pretty well. I would not be upset if they continue with these two, but um, I don't know, man. They do seem to have a, a singles kind of a future plan for Liv Morgan and Raquel, but we'll see how long this tag team lasts. They're desperate for women's tag teams, so I hope it lasts and seems to be working so far. Now we got The Miz. He is in the ring complaining about having to fight so many times at WrestleMania. He got attacked by Snoop Dogg, had to fight Shane McMahon for four seconds, and so on and so forth. Miz gets interrupted by the returning... Bro. Oh, shit. There it is. Matt Riddle is back, everybody. Uh, bro lays in some nice shots on The Miz. Hits the bro Derek and a nice surprise return for Riddle. That's fantastic. I mean, honestly, he was losing a little bit of steam there after Randy Orton got hurt. Obviously, they had a lot planned for Randy Orton and him going forward and Randy getting hurt. Not, not, uh, we don't know the future of Randy Orton. He may not be coming back for a long time. He may not be coming back, period. But Matt Riddle back here after a little bit of time off. I think that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with him this time around. I like, like, this dude can wrestle, man. Like, he's he has an MMA background. In NXT, he put on some bangers down there, so I know he's capable of really good matches. So far on Raw and SmackDown, he's kind of led more towards the, the funny role, which he's a funny dude. He's a weird, funny guy. And, uh, yeah, I am excited to see Matt Riddle back. This is your... This is your WrestleMania Monday night after Raw. This is the kind of stuff you're expecting. So, nice to see him. Now we move on to the main event. It is Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. So, at the beginning of the show, Brock comes out. They're going to team up now. Let's see how it goes. Lesnar hits his own partner, Cody Rhodes, with an F5. What the fuck is this? Roman and the Bloodline cheese it, boys. They're out of here. And then Lesnar just continues to beat the ever-living bejesus out of Cody Rhodes. Chair shots, F5s. Cody gets put through the announce table. And then an F5 onto the steel steps. Just in case that wasn't enough. Oh, oh, and another chair shot. And he's spent. And he's out of here. Oh, oh, wait. No, he's not. He's coming back. He's coming back. He comes back to flip everybody off. And, um... The show ends. So, ending on a bit of a whimper there, a little bit of a, huh? What What are we doing with this? Are we going to have Cody Rhodes going into a thing with Brock Lesnar right now? Is what Why Why are we doing that? And uh, what what's going on with Roman Reigns now? They just left, so I don't know. We're, I, I mean, I guess they're doing a decent job at leaving us with an odd cliffhanger, making me want to see what's going to happen next week, but... I don't know, man. Overall, this Monday Night Raw just felt a little off. I mean, yes, I can definitely understand why people were saying uh, McMahon's back. Because, yeah, this show definitely felt different. It It's noticeable. I, f I felt very confused. Uh, very underwhelming Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. The only real big thing about it was Matt Riddle returning and Brock Lesnar being here and then attacking Cody Rhodes. So... I don't really know. I don't want that to happen. I don't want Cody Rhodes to get into it with Brock Lesnar. I don't I don't want that. I just want him to continue chasing. I see this is you really should have had Cody Rhodes win this title, man. I mean, this was the time. That was the time to do it at WrestleMania and you missed the boat now. So that boat I can't see that boat coming back until maybe SummerSlam or we're not doing this until WrestleMania next year. So a lot can happen in a year. So I don't know, man. I did not like the feel of the show. Four and a half out of ten. Not the best. 
Now we'll move to NXT 2.0. We start off with the new NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell. She's out here. She cuts a promo. She thanks the fans and wants to give Roxanne the first shot at the title. Zoe Stocks comes out. She feels she is deserving of a title match. Indy is convinced by that. She's like, yeah, fine, okay. She agrees to a title match later on in the show against Zoe Stocks. What? All right, that was easy. An okay opening moment here. It was a nice moment for Indy, her getting the championship, which I feel was like kind of unexpected and kind of a feel-good moment. I think she is deserving of it, but um, I don't know. It's a little bit out of nowhere. It's going to be uh, see, you know, give her the ball and see if she can run with it. An okay promo, and but I like the moment. I really uh, am a fan of Indy Hartwell, so it was nice to see her getting her moment here. We move on to Tony D and Stax versus Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly expose the turnbuckle. They they pull off a little bait and switch there on Tony D. He gets all confused. Everyone gets confused. The Don smacks his head into the turnbuckle and Pretty Deadly picking up the sneaky W as they as they tend to do. The match was it was fine. I mean it was okay. Nothing really special. We got DiJack versus Odyssey Jones and this one made my eyebrow raise a little bit when this one was announced. I was like, oh baby, I, I liked Odyssey Jones, dealt with a big old injury, was gone for a long time, and I'm, I'm hoping this guy gets back on track here. Let's see how he does. Dijak hits a Death Valley driver and a Moonsault pins and wins. So, good performance for Dijak. Dominating Odyssey, I'm honestly, I'm disappointed. I wanted a longer competitive match. I feel like these two could have a banger of a match. Dijak, underrated as fuck. Odyssey Jones, I'm waiting to see what this guy is capable of. He was a finalist, and I forget what it was, but he was in the finals with Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is now the NXT champion, so I yeah, so they definitely had some hope and and uh, potential, a lot of potential for Odyssey Jones. So now it didn't look so good here in this match. It was okay. Gallus gets interviewed. Joe Coffey, he's super fired up to be back. He wants to add more gold to Gallus. Uh, nice promo right here. I, I did miss Joe Coffey. I was a fan of that guy. Been gone for way too long. We got Nathan Frazier versus Dragon Lee. We got Noam Dar arriving uh, from with his Heritage Cup. He's uh, w- out here watching the match. I have not seen Noam Dar for a hell of a long time. He was, he was fine. I mean, he was okay. Anyway, back to the match. Dragon hits a wicked stomp off of the top rope and then runs into a beautiful super kick from Nathan Frazier. I mean, oof, what a sequence of a of events right here. Thumbs up for that. Dragon hits a very uh, a very nice sit-out powerbomb, but it is not enough to put away Frazier. So Dragon just blasts him in the face with a knee for the W. Uh, good match right here. Great athletic ability for both men. I mean, they blew me away uh, in the in the five-way match that they had at Stand and Deliver. And, oh my goodness, looking forward to more Dragon Lee right here. Nathan Frazier, also freakish in the ring. 7 out of 10, good match. Mr. Chase and Chase U backstage, they're all amped that they kicked the shit out of the schism on the weekend. Chase U is going to give Duke Hudson... An MVP award. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? I thought, I thought by now Duke Hudson would be long and gone and broken up with with Chase U, but it's still going on. Decent backstage moment here, and then we get an all right video promo from the new NXT Women's uh, Champion Tag Team Champions. I think they might be witches here. I mean, Alba Fire and Dawn, they're uh, being really creepy. They're acting like witches, so I guess they're witches now. Wesley gets interviewed about the Fatal Five-Way match on the weekend. Wesley was very impressed with all of his impo- all of his opponents on the weekend. Lee will defend his title later against Axiom, so finally giving Axiom his one-on-one match. That should be good. 
Zoe Stocks versus Indy Hartwell for the NXT Women's Championship. Zoe hits the the Z360 knee. That's what they're calling it. So throwing a Z in front of that for some reason. Z, 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 Z. Maybe because they put her to sleep. I don't know. Anyway, Indy rolls out of the ring smartly. Zoe gets Indy back into the ring pins, but Indy rolls her up, pins, and wins. Very solid match. Zoe laying in those stiff shots. Mm, so good. I hope I'm hoping here that they don't make Indy one of those fluke champions that pick that picks up a lot of they're getting dominated, I'd say like 75-80% of the match, and then out of nowhere, they just roll up, get a sneaky, cheeky win. I don't like when they do that, man. That makes your title look weak, makes your champion look weak, but an okay match right here. It was all right. Tiffany Stratton comes out, but who cares? Because Cora Jade is back, baby. Oh, my boo, my baby of NXT. Cora Jade attacks Indy Hartwell and holds up the belt. Oh, fuck yeah. I honestly was hoping that Cora Jade would have made her appearance at Stand and Deliver. I had to wait until Wednesday, but oh, fuck yeah. Cora Jade is back, and I am excited about this. Kiana James admits that she was playing the field on Jensen, but she never said that they were exclusive, all that label shit, who gives a shit. Henley and Briggs say, I told I told her so, but Jensen is a dummy and keeps chasing after Kiana. So, uh, meh, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like what, I don't like the storyline at all. I just don't give a shit. Tatum Paxley versus Ivy Nile. Paxley selling the kicks in fantastic fashion. I thought she was going to blow her freaking knees out. Thumbs up for that. Ivy goes pitbull mode, getting aggressive, locks in the dragon sleeper on Tatum, and she taps out. Nice performance here from both women. Good stiff, fiery offense from Nile, and good selling from Tatum. A solid match overall. We've got Ilya Dragunov, oh boy. He is getting interviewed. The caveman Von Von Wagner, he shows up, starts talking some shit to Dragunov. Not a good idea. Mr. Stone flies in, saving Wagner from getting murdered, but we'll get him murdered next week in a match against Druganoff, so good luck with that one. Now we got Axiom versus Wesley for the North American Championship. Really nice thrust kick from the ground by Lee. Looked like it caught Axiom like straight up clean right in the face. Did not look like it felt good. Wesley hits the cardiac kick to retain his championship. And just another really good match here by Wesley. Impressive high flying that we've been uh, no he's been known for from both guys, actually. They're both going crazy. Some stiff looking kicks, especially that one to the face of Axiom looked really stiff. And lots of near falls, really enjoyable. Uh, I really liked how Axiom lost or he almost caught Lee off guard at the beginning of the match. He goes for a really quick pinfall. And like, yeah, you can see the concern on Wesley. He's like, oh shit, that was like really, really close. So I like that moment right at the beginning of the match. Seven and a half out of ten, really good match. We get a weird message plays from a weird, totally not Reggie voice. It's totally not Reggie. And then Reggie, I mean Scripps, it was it was totally Scripps. Uh, he flies into the ring, but Axiom is ready and kicks him right in the face midair. That, that made me giggle. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Good job, Axiom. Now we got the new NXT champion. It is Carmelo Hayes, baby, with Trick Williams. They come to to the ring to celebrate the big victory over the weekend, becoming the new NXT champion. Trick dubs this the him era, H-I-M era, okay? I mean, could have done better. Mello calls Breaker to the ring. Braun comes to the ring. Mello thanks Braun for passing the torch so respectfully. And they shake hands. And that's all. That's that's it, folks. The show is up. What do you mean? 
What's that? Braun Breaker did what? Braun Breaker blew a fuse. Oh no, and did what? He viciously attacked Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Oh my good. Ooh, daddy. Uh, daddy liked this. I, I, I kind of like this. Let's see what, uh, let's see what Braun Breaker can do as a heel. So he goes full heel mode, kicks the shit out of Carmelo Hayes, who has gone full baby fo- face now. So the roles have changed. Braun Breaker, a heel. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams at baby faces. All right, let's see how it goes. I, and that's the end of the show. I, I thought it was pretty darn good. Good NXT this week. Really liked that twist ending with Braun Breaker. I on, I did not see that coming. That heel turn. I thought, honestly, Braun Breaker was on his way up to the main roster, which, I don't know, just seems to be the way that they usually do things. But looks like we're going to have a Braun Breaker heel run in NXT. And I'm looking forward to see how that is done. I thought they did a good job with that turn. I didn't see it coming. So thumbs up for that. And some good wrestling throughout. And, of course, best of all, the returning Cora Jade. Oh, oh, thank the Lord. She is back. 7 out of 10. Good job, NXT. We got Dynamite. They are in Long Island. Start Starting off with Ricky Starks getting jumped by Juice Robinson. And it's Jay White, the leader of the Bullet Club. He is finally here. Been been expecting this guy to make an appearance here at some point and boom he is finally here he attacks ricky stocks and oh my god so is juice robinson done with him we're gonna have ricky starks versus jay white could be good could be some good shit we got chris jericho he is super angry at adam cole for disrespecting danny garcia last week keith lee appears out of nowhere he wants to teach chris jericho some respect and Jericho just backs away. He doesn't want to have to do anything with that. And Keith Lee looking a little bit whiter, less gray, a little more white this time around. It's looking better than the first time that he debuted this look. we got an AEW Trios Championship match. It is the House of Black defending against the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Trent's mommy, Sue, is driving the boys into into the arena in the minivan. I mean, oh my goodness. It's been a while. It's been a while since we saw Sue in the minivan. That's fan. That made me giggle. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Orange with the hands in the pockets dive is caught and flapjacked onto the apron. Ouch. And then Trent tries his. Uh, he tries to go for a dive. He gets caught as well and goes uh, back first into the apron. So I really like that spot. Thumbs up for that. Buddy pins Chuck to retain the trio's championship. Uh, very good, fast-paced match. What we're expecting out of these guys. And no, I didn't catch any Gaga. So that was really nice because they were all involved in the same match. So they can't interfere with each other. So that was refreshing. 7.5 out of 10. Very good match. We got an AEW Women's Championship match. This this show was just loaded with title matches for some reason. We got Jamie Hayter with Britt Baker versus Riho. Riho booted in the side of the head and then slammed viciously on the apron. Fucking how you doing? Welcome to the hater raid. Well, she's not getting a hater raid just yet, but thumbs up for that spot. Rio blasts Jamie with the knees to the face. Hater somehow gets the foot on the ropes right there for a near fall. Oh my goodness. Hater needs to hit two hater raids on Rio. She's 100 pounds, and she, oh my gosh, so tough for such a tiny human being. But she uh, takes two of hater aids to keep her down for three seconds. Uh, wow. Great performance from both women. Like I said, Rio, absolute animal out there. She is 100 pounds soaking wet, and she will whoop your ass. I mean, wow. Great performance from both women. I mean, what can I say about hater, which hasn't been said already? I mean, my boo, my baby, brutally stiff, as always. Great match. Eight at that.
We got Daddy Magic hilariously introducing the acclaimed. And then Max Caster starts chirping Jericho Appreciation Society during the rap. And Jericho Appreciation Society seem unbothered. And they want to team up with the acclaimed in some uh, in some scissoring, if you will. But Daddy ass says, leave it to the pros. And then the acclaimed have a little bit of a scissor. So, funny segment. I... I don't, I like the acclaimed have real no interest. They're not showing any interest in joining up with Jericho or JAS, even though uh, they keep trying, they keep trying to butter him up, but so far it's still not working. Pretty funny segment. We've got MJF. Oh my goodness, dude. MJF. Oh, he comes out to a lovely big band entrance for MJF Day. So they are in Long Island, which is the home of MJF. And then Maxwell performs When It Rains, like, I, wow. I mean, saxophone man, he was a little bit shaky in his performance, but but not MJF, dude. I am absolutely stunned. What a performance. This dude's got chops. He can sing. He can perform. I mean, wow. I don't care if it took him eight months to do that. That was, what a performance. Double thumbs up and a clap. Wow. MJF presented with the key to Long Island, and Wednesday, April 5th is officially... MJF Day in Long Island. So, hey, that's pretty fucking cool. He gets this big old key that he can't use ever, but hey, it's pretty cool. MJF delivers a fantastic speech and then wants to give us an encore. I was like, oh my god, please, yes. But a out-of-rhythm excuse me, an out-of-rhythm cymbal player pisses off MJF and that cymbal player reveals himself to be Jungle Boy, oh my god. They brawl on the stage, Sammy Guevara comes out for his match, grabs the AEW Championship, and then just throws it at MJF. In all the seriousness, what can't MJF do, man? Like, this guy can sing, he can dance, he can put on an amazing promo, he can put on a good match, he is entertaining, he draws you in, he makes, oh my god, man, I love this fucking guy. Wow. Sammy Guevara now fights Commander. So Commander walks the ropes, does a springboard flip onto Sammy, insane hang time, and he lands it. Are you freaking kidding me with that? Wow, thumbs up for that. Sammy catches Commander going to the top rope one too many times, hits the GTH for the W. Commander, I mean, wow. Uh, Showing off the extremely impressive high-flying abilities. I mean, wow, thumbs up for that. Sammy gets the job done. Good match right here. Seven out of ten. We got Sammy Guevara. He cuts a promo about how he put his heart and soul into AEW. He calls out the pillars of AEW. And a good promo right here for Sammy Guevara. Well done. Thumbs up. We got Ethan Page with Matt Hardy, the best Hardy, versus Hook for the FDW Championship. Page goes for a twist of fate. Hook reverses it into one of his own. Page goes for the FTW belt, but Matt grabs onto it and bonks Page in the head with it. Whoa, what the heck is that about? Hook locks in the red rum, Page taps out, and Hook retains the FTW championship. Quick match, Hook working uh, his way up to more serious wrestlers, and now he's buddies with Matt Hardy, question mark? I mean, I love this, I love Matt Hardy, I am a fan of Hook, so this would be good. 
And we get Tony Khan refusing to blink ever. I mean, what is wrong with this guy? Does that guy ever blink? Like, scaring the hell out of me. Anyway, he's announcing that AEW will make its debut in London this August 27th with an all-in pay-per-view in Wembley Stadium. Oh my god, I creamed. I creamed when I heard that. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's going to be so sick. I mean, Wembley Stadium, such an iconic, iconic building, arena, stadium, whatever the hell you want to call it. Oh, buddy. And to have AEW there. Oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could go. But that's awesome. Blackpool Combat Club. They come out uh, to destroy a trio of jobbers in a squash match to show off how mean they are. So, okay, cool. Danielson cuts a promo about how much he loves his friends and they are the only professionals in this business. Hangman speed walks his way to the ring for an ass kicking. Well done. Danielson grabs a screwdriver and then just jabs it into hangman's eye and calls him an amateur so holy shit dude uh dark dark moment here for uh blackpool they're getting very hooligany as i called them last time but where the fuck was the dark order and all this how come they didn't come out to help hangman and like what the fuck was that about now we move on to the main event it is ftr versus the young guns for the aew tag team championships FTR is putting their AEW careers on the line in this match. So if they don't get the job done, they're out of here. So the guns trying to get disqualified throughout the match, pulling the referee out of the ring and hitting blatant low blows throughout the match. Referee won't let the match end that way. The guns do sneak behind the referee's back, even though I don't think they really had to, but they get a belt shot onto Dax, but he's able to kick out of that. FTR do a dual roll-up, the guns, pins, and new AEW Tag Team Champions. It is FTR, and a real just feel-good story here for FTR. They've had a long road to become AEW Champions yet again, and let's hope for a good run for them here this time around. Uh, Good match, lots of near falls, and I like the referee not allowing the guns to cheat their way out of it. I like that part of the story. I mean, that's right up the alley for the guns to do something like that and it's smart that the referee you know they're not going to end someone's careers because someone's trying to cheat so i thought that was well done match was pretty darn good i'm gonna give that a seven out of ten and that is the end of dynamite very good entertaining show this week i mean i loved loved like probably way too much loved mgf's performance i mean i love I just love that music, man. I don't fucking listen to it, but whenever I hear it, I am having a great time, and I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. You, If you haven't seen it, you gotta go check that shit out. I, wow. Uh, good wrestling throughout, as always. Not sure how I'm feeling about Blackpool right now, though. I, I really want them to fight with the House of Black, but they keep trying to do this, hang, like, Hangman's still there. I, I, I really, I, I just want them to fight House of Black. That would be the money match. That's what I want the most, but a really good show. Seven and a half out of thing and now we will swing over to dynamite they were in rhode island it's a double whammy of rampage that got battle of the belts going on right after that and you know i'm reviewing that as well so we start off with hook versus ethan page in a no disqualification match for the ftw championship they fight into the crowd for a quite a while actually until page power slams hook through a table Page swings the chair, it hits the ropes, and he bonks himself in the head. It Definitely not as good as The Rock when he did it, because he did it legitimately back in the day. But it made me laugh, because I just, I love it. 
Anyway, Hook locks in the red rum, Paige taps out, and there you go. Uh, Hook retains the championship. Entertaining opening match, crowd fighting segment was, I just felt like it went on a little bit too long. It wasn't, it's not all that exciting. Like, it's really exciting if you're there live, but when you're watching it, it's just like, basically them slowly walking through the crowd, throwing a couple punches here and there. It was fine. Uh, Hook... Taz plexes Ethan Page through a table for the cherry on top, so not too bad. We got Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. They hype up their partners, the acclaimed, as they come out with the rap. Really funny segment right here. That's a thumbs up. They fight a four-piece jobber squad. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch any of those dudes' names. JAS want to uh, get into the scissor party, but acclaimed cold shoulder them, not letting them get in with the scissor. Oh, my God. Acclaimed in Jericho Appreciation Society. Pick up the easy victory right here. During the celebration, JAS attack the Acclaimed. Oh my god, there it is. So they've been buttering them up. Maybe it's because the Acclaimed just won't allow them to scissor and they just got frustrated. They wanted to be friends, but now they're enemies. So the Acclaimed versus JAS, that'll be entertaining. That should be some good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. We got Lee Moriarty with Big Bill versus Darby Allen. Darby, they, they said this at least 17 times throughout the match. So Darby got hit by a car while he was skateboarding in New York. I don't know how, like, he's, he's here wrestling. So, I mean, he got hit by a car. He hit the pavement. He's got bruises and stuff. So I have to get that out of the way because they said it so many times. But he seems fine. Anyway, Big Bill blindsides Darby with a wicked boot to the face. I mean, holy jumping. That boot looked vicious. The sell by Darby. Wow. Thumbs up. Lee hits Darby with a skateboard. The referee is absolutely clueless. Darby fights back. Hits the coffin drop for the W. Classic. Scary to watch at times. Darby Allen match. I mean, whew. Good chemistry with Moriarty. I mean, Lee Moriarty. Good stuff. Good match. Seven out of ten. We got Swerve, he comes out, offers Darby his hand to shake it, and then Brian Cage comes out of nowhere, blasts Darby Allen, boo. Brian Cage apparently will be joining up now with Swerve, and I don't I don't like this, I really, I'm a fan of Brian Cage, not a fan of Swerve, so um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. And now it is time for our main event of Rampage, Julia Hart versus Anna of the JAS. We got, uh, or sorry, no, she's uh, calling herself, it's Anna J, but she's calling it, she's doing Anna J-A-S because she's part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. So, nice touch, nice touch. We got Julia Hart, she spits the black mist into the eyes of Anna while the referee is clueless, a running gag here. She picks up the W. Nice to see uh, a couple of different names in the main event. I mean, I don't believe, I've rarely ever seen Julia Hart or Anna J wrestle all that much on the Rampage or Dynamite. They're probably doing more on Dark and Elevation, but man, I like that. I thought it was refreshing. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was fine. It wasn't like incredible or anything, but it was nice to see. I really am a fan of Julia Hart. She's young. She's got a great look. She's very pretty. And I really like, I like the gimmick. She's in House of Black. She's a little bit crazy. And Anna J knocked her hat off last week, and that's why this whole match happened. So I enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. And that is Rampage. Solid Rampage. I like the potential of JAS versus the Acclaimed. I hope that goes on for a while. That should be, like I said, pretty entertaining. Six out of ten. Now we go to Battle of the Belts six. Starting off with the International Championship Orange Cassidy with the best friends defense against 
Dralistico. I do not know who this man is, but he looks freaking awesome. Orange Cassidy walking the ropes, puts his hands in the pockets, just showing off that he can do the crazy springboard stuff as well. With the hands in the pockets to boot, that's a thumbs up right there. All the outside members in the match except Jose uh, fight on the outside all the way to the back, so they're gone. Except for Jose, he interferes, Orange Cassidy hits the orange punch, pins and retains the IC belt. Uh, the international international championship yeah whatever i don't know they keep they change the name it's throwing me off first off Jalistico has a unbelievable mask i love that mask it looks so freaking cool he looks cool very awesome good chemistry between these two orange was showing off that he can hang with Jalistico on the ropes i mean Jalistico is a luchador he's uh, very he was very impressive very fast. He's so fast. Faster than a hiccup. If uh, if a good old JR, if I do say so, I don't know. I went way off with that JR impression. My bad. But Drillistico, good performance right here. Very good match. I enjoyed it. Seven and a half. Add it then. We got House of Black, Malachi Black, calls out Orange Cassidy for a shot at the title. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would prefer Brody King, but Malachi's pretty dope as well. So we can look forward to that at some point. We got Mark Briscoe getting interviewed about the tough loss to Samoa Joe on the weekend. Jay Lethal appears, says that he loves Mark and he should join up with him. Mark accepts this, so whoa, Mark Briscoe teaming up with Double J and Giant Singh and Dutt? I mean, very confusing. We'll see where that goes. I was a little bit surprised, but Briscoe and Lethal are like tight friends from like long time ago, so that's kind of why he's joining up, but uh, interesting. We'll see where that's going. We got the TBS Championship match. It is Billy Starks trying to beat Jade Cardgill. So Starks is only 18 years old, and she decides to slap Jade in the face. Uh, Not a good idea. Jade responds by literally spanking her ass. I mean, that's pretty goddamn funny right there. Billy fires up, reverses a couple of jaded attempts, gets a near fall, but misses the Swanton. Cardgill gets the knees up for that, hits the jaded for yet another victory. Solid match. I mean, Jade did her slow beat down, but the momentum shift when Billy Starks t- took over, I mean, I was I was into that. That was really fun. It was impressive. Thumbs up for the young Billy Starks right there. Taya Valkyrie comes out to try and hit Jaded on on the champion, but she escapes. Uh, yeah, I mean, more matches like that from Cardgill would be great. I mean, this young new girl making her look pretty good as well. It wasn't a squash match. I mean. I don't ever want to see a squash match ever again with Jade Cargill. I mean, unless she's beating someone legit, I don't want to see her fighting nobodies unless these uh, no no names are coming in to make a pretty impressive name for themselves like Billy did with this match. So I thought it was well done. More of that, please. We got Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa call out Blackpool. What the hell? So Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa, kind of the background members of the Elite, uh, especially Brandon Cutler, he just mostly sprays down uh, the Kenny Omega and all them with the air spray thing, whatever. But he cuts this—he cuts a promo calling out Blackpool. I was like, it was actually pretty good, and it, it was just really weird to see it. And I kind of like this. This was all right, pretty good stuff. I'll give it a thumbs up. Pretty good. Now it is time for our, our main event yet again. Mark Henry working overtime. He's got to say the line two times in one night. Holy moly. We got the Lucha Bros versus Hobbs and QT Marshall for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. 
Got a cool suplex into a powerbomb from QT. His new finishing maneuver fucking looks awesome. Thumbs up for that. Hobbs just starts eating super kicks for breakfast. He won't go down. He just runs through the Lucha Bros. That's pretty goddamn impressive. Shenanigans from QT's friends. They hit Ray with the mist and grab his feet in the cover. Pins and Ray is able to kick out somehow. I thought it was over right there. Ray Phoenix reverses QT's powerbomb into a roll-up pins and wins. Lucha Bros retain the Ring of Honor Championships, Tag Team Championships. And damn, I mean, wow, uh, that was fantastic. I mean, the Lucha Bros, always going to have a great time watching them. It was a slow beginning to the match, but the last, like, two-thirds of this was was great. It was just great. QT and Hobbs worked really good together. I was impressed with QT. I like side note, QT Marshall's really been bulking up lately. He's lost some weight. He's starting to get more muscular. Looking good. Looking good. Hobbs starting to get more impressive matches under his belt. QT Marshall, solid performance. And yeah, this was impressive. This was a great match. Eight out of ten. And that was a really good battle of the belts. I mean Drillistico was sick. I mean, I hope that dude sticks around. I'd love to see more of him. He was cool. Jade had one of her better matches, maybe even one of her best matches. I don't know. It's just, they kind of all blend together. They're all very similar. But definitely one of the more eye-catching matches that Jade Cargill's been in a little bit. I enjoyed that. And then the Cherry on Top main event. I mean, I could never go wrong with the Lucha Bros. I fucking love those guys. Good shit. Seven and a half. At a fan, and we're gonna finish it off with SmackDown. They were in Portland, Oregon. We start with the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium, but no, no Drew McIntyre, no Drew McIntyre out here. So Imperium hit the high low. Butch hit, hits a moonsault onto them. Just getting crazy out there. Sheamus nails the brogue kick, and the Brutes get the W. Continuing this series between these two trios, Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. And it was another good match. I mean, yeah, solid. 7 out of 10. But like I said, no Drew McIntyre. So I heard a couple birdies saying that he might be leaving the WWE. Um, I can't confirm that. Or, like, is he leaving the Brawling Brutes? What's going on with Drew McIntyre? He just, he was, it was very noticeable that he was not here. We got uh, Kayla is asking Paul Heyman why Brock attacked Cody Rhodes on Monday. Paul says a bunch of words, but he doesn't answer the questions. You know, classic lawyer talk. Jay Uso shows up. Paul tells him to deal with Sami Zayn. Jay says yeet, and he leaves. Paul tells Solo after Jay leaves that if uh, his cousin doesn't solve the Zayn problem, that Solo is going to have to deal with our problems, whatever that's supposed to mean. Kind of uh, insinuating that Solo might have to deal with his own cousin if, if the job doesn't get done tonight. Ooh, oh boy. Uso's on thin ice right here. Is Solo going to betray the Usos? Oh boy, I don't, I don't know. We got Ricochet versus Ivar with Eric and Vahala. Ivar delivers numerous stiff-looking back elbows to the face of Ricochet. I mean, that looked nasty. Ricochet hits the springboard, Hurakarana, then hits the shooting star press, pins, and wins. Impressive win here for Ricochet. Didn't even need Braun Strowman out there. He wasn't present at all. Really solid, just quick match. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're having a little chat backstage. Sami says he has to talk to Jay Uso. Ke- Kevin Owens says that's that's a bad idea, man. Like, what are you doing? And Sami just says, "I have to do it, man. I have to do it." It's like, all right. 
We got Raquel and Liv Morgan versus Shotzi and Natalia. So uh, two of the tag teams that got thrown together before WrestleMania. Uh, they're keeping them together so far. I don't know about Shotzi and Natalia. Raquel and Liv, not too bad so far. Let's see how this match goes. So Liv hits the Oblivion on Shotzi for the W. I mean, like I said, Shotzi and Natty, they're still working out the kinks a little bit. A Kind of a sloppy match with those two. You can see them, like, visibly talking, making sure, like, talking out the spots. Natalia definitely holding Shotzi's hand here. And, um, yeah, the crowd was absolutely dead silent for this. They just weren't eating. They just couldn't give a damn. I mean, honestly, I think Liv and, um... Raquel have some potential here. I thought it was all right. But yeah, Shotzi, Natalia, uh, no fuego, senor. I did not like that. No, no, no. We got LA Knight. He is in a bad mood because he wasn't at, at WrestleMania. And I'm in a bad mood about that too because that, that should have been a slam dunk. I'm sh- I'm just, I'm I'm, sh- I'm not really shocked, but I'm, I'm definitely upset that LA Knight was not at WrestleMania. The dude, his name is LA Knight. It was in LA. Like what the, what the fuck? What a, what a missed opportunity. Anyway, Knight... Yucks Xavier Woods is yum by wrecking his video game. So they're going to have a fight about it probably next week. And here he is yet again. It is Triple H. He is announcing that they are having yet another draft. Oh boy. Everybody is eligible apparently. I feel like, oh man, drafts used to be dope. But once you've like experienced a draft, and I've experienced numerous of these drafts, it kind of, the excitement goes away, like, I don't know, they're, they're not all that exciting, it's kind of, I kind of would, would like them to leave the rosters alone for a little bit, and honestly, the, the drafts usually don't mean anything, wrestlers tend to hop all around anyway, you'll see SmackDown people hopping onto Raw every now and again, it's not as, like, strict as it used to be back when I first started watching SmackDown and Raw, like, it was like a big deal. Like it was like, no, this is our brand. Our brand. We rep our brand. And like, fuck, fuck Raw. And Raw people say fuck SmackDown. Like it was legit. And now it's just they blend together. It's like not that, not that interesting to me. But anyway, they're gonna have a draft, so that's that's pretty cool. Triple H brings out Rhea Ripley and the Judgment Day follow along. They all cut some promos and bro, when Dom tries to speak, they the crowd just boos the bejesus out of this guy. Like, dude, the heat on on Dom Mysterio is it's white hot, man. This is excellent. Thumbs up. And then Judgment Day, they're just milking the crowd for all that heat. Like, they're standing... Oh, well done. Just well done. Ray and the LWLO arrive for a fight. So that's the Latino World Order, bringing that back from the WCW days. Really like that. So Ray and Escobar with the LWO versus Dom Mysterio and Damian Priest with the Judgment Day. We got Rhea Ripley. She saves Dom from a 619. Selena hits Ripley with a Huracarana and then just runs for her life. Rhea Ripley chases after her. 619 on Dom, but Priest is the legal man. Hits a chokeslam for the W. And damn, that was a good Lucha-style match. I mean, crowd was loving this match, and I thought it was damn good as well. 7 at that. And oh my god, dude, is Selena about to get into a program with Rhea Ripley. Is is Selena on her way to a title shot? Like, no way she's going to win it, but I would love to see her get an opportunity at the, at the title and let, let everybody see what she can do. Like, Selena is a fantastic wrestler. I want to see her get more time in the ring. And against Rhea Ripley, ooh, baby, that would be yummy. That'd be so good. Selena, so tiny, so agile. Rhea, Rhea Ripley, so fast and strong. And, and oh, it'd be a really good match, I think. Anyway, 
WWE uh, spoil yet another return announcing. If you don't want to hear this, just uh, plug your ears for five seconds. WWE announced that Shinsuke will be returning next Friday. I'm not going to lie. I literally, I kind of forgot that he existed. That's just how bad they have been booking Shinsuke over the last couple years. But nice to see that he'll be coming back. We got Sami Zayn. He finds Jey Uso backstage. Sami tells Jey to leave Roman yet again. And then a kerfuffle is heard in the background. Sami runs towards the noises. And it's Kevin Owens. He has been attacked by Solo Sokoa. And Kevin's knee is injured. Oh, no. Now we move on to the main event. It is Jey Uso versus Sami Zayn. Solo Sokoa comes out to watch over the match, make sure everything's going okay. Solo sneaks a Samoan spike on Sami Zayn while the referee is distracted. Jey Uso hits a kick, pins, and wins. Match was meh. I mean, you could see that interference coming from a million miles away. So, I don't know, really took away from the match for me personally. Excuse me. Solo starts the beatdown on Sami Zayn as usual. Jey stops Solo. So that he can kick Sami Zayn in the face. Ah, oh, ah, oh, damn it. I thought maybe, I thought maybe. I mean, honestly, if if Jay switched and went back with Sami at this point, I think they would have been flipping these dudes around a little bit too much. So I kind of like the fact that Jay sticks with the family right here. So pretty okay. I mean, I'm sad about it, but the beatdown continues until, bro, he runs down for the save and the show ends. I mean, nice to see... Uh, bro come down there I guess they're gonna try and add him into the in the thing here I hope Kevin Owens isn't legitimately hurt I haven't heard anything about that but they're gonna replace him with Matt Riddle I don't know if that's going to be the best fit without Kevin Owens there but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one Smackdown this week was pretty solid. I mean, they're announcing the draft. A couple, they're trying to do what they, they're trying to make some women's tag team matches, which, I mean, they're they're dying for it. They really need some women's tag team uh teams they just need some damn teams oh my goodness they're they're really lacking so they're trying their best i still think that Liv and raquel are decent natalia and shotzi though i don't know about that i really i like shotzi but i don't know if it's working man she has been struggling for a while but uh we'll see we'll see how that goes i thought smackdown was pretty decent moving on uh slowly moving along the storyline i am worried about kevin owens i hope he is legitimately okay and he's not getting replaced with matt riddle i hope matt riddle's just kind of getting involved just for to ease him back into it get his name out there but uh, not bad smackdown six and a half at a ten and we will move now to the three stars of the week this is uh this is a big one this includes the whole entire wrestlemania weekend stand and deliver all that hoopla so it's pretty pretty hefty three stars of the week so we're gonna start with some shout outs because there was just so many good matches man there's so much good wrestling this week uh gargano versus grayson waller at stand and deliver great match i mean that one was really good i really enjoyed that hoping that johnny gargano will stay down in nxt really hoping that is the case that would be it's just where he belongs man the men's fatal four-way tag team match really really good i wish the women's one was up there but yeah the men's was really really solid lots of solid tag teams right there braun Strowman and ricochet like a tag team that got smushed together and really really good i actually really enjoyed that tag team i hope they uh, stick together for a while i think it's working well for both of them it's getting braun Strowman out there ricochet's getting more airtime airtime and yeah i thought that match was really good 
Lucha Bros versus QT Marshall and Powerhouse on was that Rampage or Battle of the Belts, regardless. Really impressive match. I mean, you got the Lucha Bros. They're doing the Lucha Bro things. Always incredible. But QT Marshall really impressing me in that match. Really like his powerbomb. He's, he's lost weight. He's getting more muscular. And Powerhouse Hobbs starting to string together more consistently good matches. So I enjoyed that as well. Going to give him a shout out. And then my boo, my baby. She just didn't make the cut. But Jamie Hayter versus Riho, very, very good. Great women's match right there. Jamie Hayter and Riho, I mean, wow. Uh, what a great match. I love how Rio, she's she's so tiny, but she's so ferocious in the ring. And then Jamie Hayter, I mean, my boo, my baby. Always stiff, fantastic matches. Very good, very good stuff. And now for the official three stars of the week. Starting with the third star, it goes to... The Intercontinental Triple Threat Match at WrestleMania. Gunter, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre beating the shit out of each other for like 15 straight minutes. Really enjoyed this. Looked, I was looking forward to this one for a very long time. Saw this match uh, coming along for a long time. And now it, it finally happened at WrestleMania. And it absolutely delivered. Maybe even over-delivered a little bit. I thought it was very, very awesome. It was very enjoyable. If you're looking for a... A very, kind of a rare breed of match nowadays in the WWE. You don't see stiff matches like that too often. And, like, dude, they were wearing the welts and the bruises, like, pretty much pretty much instantly. Very entertaining match. Second star of the week goes to the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Night one, main event, tag team, undisputed championship. I mean, the storyline building up to this incredible match. It felt it so satisfying to see Kevin Owens and Sammy win the titles, even though it wasn't the Universal Championship that we all wanted. I think it's a good consolation prize. I was very happy, made me very happy, and I'm excited to see Kevin Owens and Sammy having a fantastic series of matches with the Usos and whatever tag teams they throw at them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I like the... I thought they did a really good job with the emotion in that match. They gave him a lot of time. Well done. Really enjoyable match. But there's only one other match this week that I thought stood out above all the other matches. And that was the five-way North American title match at Stand and Deliver. First star of the week. I mean, wow. Well done. Very impressive win for these guys right here. First star of the week with all the WrestleMania stuff going on. I was blown away with this match. Like, leading up to it, I was like, oh, man, this is just such a treat for me. I Like, the, the, these are the kind of wrestlers I love. That cruiserweight style, old school. All five of them were going absolutely freaking nuts out there. I was blown away by all of their performances. Axiom, Nathan Frazier, fucking Dragon Lee, Wesley, and Ilya Dragunov. I mean, J.D. McDonough, forget about it. I mean, the talent was out of control. They were displaying, like, why these dudes should be, like... You should be talking about these guys, and man, is that division ever popping right now? I think it might be my my favorite division in WWE is the North American title scene right now. Like, that grouping of wrestlers is just phenomenal. I look forward to seeing just any mixture of those guys. Dragon Lee versus Wesley, Wesley versus JD, Wesley versus Druganov, JD versus Druganov. All those, all those combinations are going to be fan freaking tastic. I look forward to all of that. And good enough for the first star this week. Like I said, that's a very impressive win for them. So well done. Very good match. And there you go, everybody. Another week. And there's your recap done yet again. What'd you think? What was your favorite matches over the week? I mean, 
that those were mine but so many good wrestling matches i mean i could have i could have listed off another solid five or six more matches for shout outs but you know i want to get you guys out of here in a reasonable amount of time so there you go thank you so much for listening and be on the lookout for sunday is going to be a special episode of the wrestlecast it is going to be the wrestling award show so giving out the big awards this this uh sunday it's going to be Best of, worst of, best matches, worst matches, best wrestlers, worst wrestlers. Just going to be a lot of fun going through a whole bunch of categories and looking through uh, the season that was wrestling. So I'm going to be ending the first season of this podcast on Sunday. So we'll be starting on a new season after Sunday. So season two of the GX Plus cast will be beginning and uh, we'll finish it off with the award show. I think that's a good place to end it after WrestleMania weekend. We'll do the awards after that and we'll begin fresh on the on the new road to WrestleMania. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. They're already talking about next year's WrestleMania in Philadelphia. So, oh boy, it's going to be a long time till we get there, but looking forward to that show man it's going to be a lot of fun so keep your eyes open i dropped my phone but keep your eyes open for that award show gonna be a lot of fun gamer cast coming out gonna be probably pushed back this week just because of the award show normally the gamer cast comes out on monday but don't want to have a podcast coming out on friday saturday sunday monday i think four days in a row is a little bit too much so gonna try and spread the love out if you want to keep up to date you can follow along on twitter i'll put up some announcements up there but if you're already following along on twitter i did already announce uh, what the gamer cast is going to be i accidentally announced that it's going to be going up on monday highly doubtful that it's going to go up on monday so um apologies for that but it's going to come up it's going to be ratchet and clank versus jack and daxter so i'm going to do a versus series for the first time again if you have any suggestions for cool verses that maybe you would like to see let me know you can send in email twitter messages youtube messages and another shameless plug, go check me out on YouTube, playing through Detroit Become Human over there, so you can go check that out. Double uploads on Saturdays, I think five episodes per week I'm putting out on YouTube, so if you're looking for more stuff, you're bored, go check out the YouTube channel's 700 plus videos over there to go check out, so if you're interested, go over there, and again, thank you guys so much for listening, enjoy your weekend, it's going to be awesome, I mean the wrestling, so much, oh, oh, one thing, sorry, before I go, I did check out AEW All Access, the um, kind of their reality TV show a little bit. I'm not going to be doing reviews on it because there's like no wrestling or anything like that, but it's uh, if you're looking for a, a really cool, well done behind the scenes look of what goes on in wrestling if you don't if you're not aware of you know how the business works and how, what uh, wrestlers actually go through and if you still believe that the business is fake i highly recommend you go check out a couple episodes there's two episodes out now i've watched them both they're both pretty good like i already i'm very well aware of all that stuff already but it's nice to see you get like, I actually somewhat kind of like Sammy Guevara a little bit now. So, there's that. So, I, I recommend it. It's pretty neat to check it out. I'm not going to do reviews on it, but I recommend it. Go check it out. Anyway, there you go, everybody. Sorry for keeping you for so long, but thanks so much for listening. You're awesome, and enjoy your weekend.